Well, welcome back. Uh, we are here with another episode of the Refuge Church podcast, and I am not Pastor Dan Hertzler. And neither am I. Yeah, this is a, uh, a Ryan and Mike episode, so I am Mike. And I'm Ryan. Yeah, and we are here today to continue our conversation about worship. Uh, here on this podcast, we tend to just kind of um, talk about different elements of the discipleship journey, what that might look like. And uh, we're really just trying to slow down and, and, and talk about, um, from a surface level, some of these topics in more detail. So uh, we just started talking about worship and what that might look like in our lives. And initially, we thought that was just going to be, um, you know, more of a, a one-off. But as we started talking uh, about it, we really felt like there was a lot that we could unpack. And so this is the continuation of that conversation. And today, as we're, we're talking about that, we, we thought it might be wise to, to just begin the conversation around posture in worship. Uh, and, and what we mean by that is... Sometimes, uh, especially in the Old Testament, we read about people taking different postures in worship. They might bow down or lift up their hands, or even if you are, are part of a church body, you're probably familiar with people who lift up their hands in worship, or, or maybe they, they bow their heads in uh, reverence. Well, why do they do that? And that's, that's some of what we want to talk about today. And so um, I am going to pass it off to Ryan, and uh, he's got some thoughts on this, and share some wisdom. So this is an awesome, I mean, I think just diving into worship is, is so cool because I think fundamentally in the church, um, you know, worship being such a huge part of what we do when we gather together, but then just also kind of breaking that down to, well, what can worship be like when we're together, but then also when we're, you know, in private, you know, when we're not gathered as a congregation. But kind of where we really felt led for this podcast was kind of looking at Psalm 95. And so I just want to read just, you know, a few verses from Psalm 95, because I think it will really set the stage to our discussion today. So I'm just going to read the first seven verses. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it. In his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. So you see kind of right there, you know, in this, there's, there's three beckonings. Come, come to the Lord, come worship him. You know, but I think what really kind of stood out to me was just just at the very beginning, we see just a little taste of who this God is, this great God. You know, it says the sea is his for he made it, you know, and just my mind going to, you know, the Pacific Ocean is really God's ocean, yeah. you know, and it's just it is who is this this God? Who is this king of glory? You know, and and just right after, you know, the psalmist invites you to come, let us worship this mm. God. You know, but the kind of the 
the word we're going to touch on right now is just bow. Let us kneel before the Lord. Let us bow before the Lord, Hmm. our God, our maker. And so, you know, Mike, when you think of bowing down in, in worship, you know, what, what kind of comes to mind, like just in maybe your personal experience or seeing other people or just talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that I've ever bowed down Mm. specifically. Uh, however, I know that I've kneeled. Yeah. And, uh, I think for me, um, that has always come out of, um, a reverence for who God is exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Um, and, and, and just recognizing who he is in relation to who I am and just really crying out in worship to him. Yeah. And it's, it can feel really weird to do, especially if it's forced. Like, yeah. and I think part of that is because, it is such a visible thing mm-hmm. to humble yourself in that way, right? We don't really walk around and bow or kneel mm-hmm. anymore. But if I think about like in the movies or the way that history uh, was where people, there was someone at the top of the food chain yeah. and people bowed before them or they would go and they would kneel. They were humbling themselves. They were essentially submitting mm-hmm. to like who that that alpha, so to speak, that great one is. And we don't really do that, particularly in America, because Mm. we bow to no one. And so that's awesome. We've experienced a ton of freedoms because of that. But I think we've also lost, Mm. uh, at least from a psychological component, um, recognizing that you are not the be all end all. Mm. Mm -hmm. And yet God is. And so I think when we do that, it's such a visible thing Um, And it can be really, really weird if you're just doing it for show because it's so visible. And yet I also think it can be one of the most freeing things if you really mean it and you don't really care about anybody else Mm -hmm. or who's watching you. Um, It's just you and God in that moment and you are humbling yourself before him, which I think is important because God lifts us up Mm. all the time. And we know that that's who he is. And yet scripture also calls us to humble ourselves before God yeah, and not just to do it intellectually as an exercise, but to literally humble oneself before God. And what's beautiful is I think it's in that humbling that we really see God lift somebody up Mm. and it's almost like if you think about that scene from the Lord of the Rings, whenever they all like kneel before Aragorn and he's like, no, my friends, but they still did it. Right. Because there's a recognition in that moment. And so, um, yeah, I've never bowed down or anything like that. I think you had a friend or something like that, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, I, I kind of grew up in a pretty conservative churches and just, you know, didn't really see much lifting of hands in general, you know, let alone, you know, someone bowing down or lying, like prostrate on the floor. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I have a friend who very firmly believes that we should be laying down prostrate, bowing down, you know, in worship. And, you know, while I, I would never say that that has to be the form of worship, I think there's probably 
something really special or valuable to, you know what, like bow down, worship, mm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a command. And I think that there is a, is a blessing in that, not just for a show, but like yeah. just being in, in that space where you've already lowered yourself in your spirit, where you've humbled yourself to then go in the physical and, and bow down. You know, I've tried it a few times. Um, and I can't say that I had some crazy different experience worshiping God than I would have kneeling or standing or sitting. You know, I, to me, I've never felt anything or noticed anything different, you know, so I can't personally say here that we're all missing out if we don't lie prostrate on the ground. But I have heard testimonies from people, you know, who have said like, you know, man, I started worshiping God, just literally putting my face on the ground and just really saw God moving in ways that I didn't before, you know, and yeah. not saying that's the reason we do it, but you know, just, it's interesting when you look into like the Greek and the Hebrew words, and I think it's proskuneo is the, is the Greek word for, you know, like that bowing down and it's, and it's like a dog licking the hand of its master. It's this like, you know, being in this submissive place, not because of fear, but like, you know, the dog licks the master's hand because it's excited to see him. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's honored to be in his presence, but too, there is this joy of, you know, I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, but I think really, truly, when you look at what is the, the heart of the issue is, is, is truly the heart, you know, and whether you're standing with your hands lifted, I think what God has given us is a, is a place of freedom to worship him. Right as the Holy Spirit leads us, um, you know, because Jesus said about the Pharisees, you know, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts far from me. So you can be lying down on the ground all day long and not truly worshiping God in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's an important thing to touch on because I think that whatever posture we are taking in worship, um, it, it is, it should be a manifestation of what's happening within our spirit. Yeah. Um, it should be a, a, an expression that is an outflow from uh, what is happening within our heart. And, and, and um, there's other postures in this, right? You mentioned a little bit earlier, even like raising of hands. And yeah. so why do we do that? And, and that might feel weird to do like in a church setting, but it doesn't seem weird to do at a stadium or mm. at a Taylor Swift concert or whatever. And yet that's, that's what we naturally want to do. So there's something in us that when, when there is, uh, I would argue when, when, when there's something that is resonating deeply within us, that is causing us to say, yeah, I want to lift my voice to that end. Mm. Um, whatever it is, like I said, it could be the celebration of a touchdown or the singing of some anthem. Mm -hmm. There is something about us that wants to tangibly lift up our hands in the air or something about us that, that causes some sort of physical reaction. Yeah. But my point with that is it is an outflow from the mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. Whereas the person that's not really into it, you know, like, I don't know. I, I grew up a little bit in the nineties. Like everybody knows who a poser is. <laughs> you can, you can just see it, right? Like it, it's like, you don't, you don't actually, 
You're actually a part of this. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is something to be said about just doing the discipline and learning to lift your hands or to posture yourself in worship, mm -hmm. but it's still not the same thing uh, as the heart, right? Mm -hmm. I think about the verse in Micah where um, I think it's in Micah. It's, I mean, this verse is throughout scripture, but essentially, you know, obedience and sacrifice, I have not required. What is required of you is to mm -hmm. walk humbly with the Lord, your God, mm -hmm. to love mercy and to do justly. But, yeah. but I think that walking humbly portion is critically important because that helps establish again, who we are in relation to who God is. And, and two, man, just even thinking with like bowing down, going low, what happens when you go low is you have to look up. Like he, Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Yeah. Like just in that posture, I think it is just to lift up your head. Like, lift up your eyes. He is reigning and ruling. Like, he is victorious, you know, and he's worthy of worship, mm -hmm. you know. And I think it's just part of that, you know. It's just like, oh, man, lift your hands because the victory has been won, mm -hmm. you know, in the same way of, like, whatever, a touchdown, whatever, you know, you're a sporting event. But it's just, I think, is a reminder of, you know, it, it, it's just this really great, I think privilege to, to bow down and know that he's not come to, you know, beat us or assault us, you know, no, no, no. We're lying down in reverence of him and he, and he loves us, you know? So I think it's just this, it's a beautiful picture of just this. I think what we'll be able to enjoy unhindered in, in heaven, you know, and, and just an encouragement out there, you know, for, for everyone is, you know, just know like worship is, is so important. And I think often when we're worshiping, let's just say in a, in a corporate setting, you know, and I just want to encourage you just think for, am I, am I truly worshiping God or am I just singing lyrics if you're singing screen. at all. Yeah. You know, and, and, and just really, truly like, am, am I bowed down in my spirit right now? Am I truly humbled before God, knowing that he is the great God above all gods. He is <laughs> my maker, my creator, you know, and, and just getting in that place of, you know, who, who is this God? Because, you know, I really think so often, you know, just in worship, it, we can be so distracted and start thinking about so many other things, you know, and before we know it, we're thinking all about ourselves and we've lost even sight of the one that we're supposed to be worshiping. Yeah, I, I think that's a great challenge. But on that note, Ryan, is there anything that you can maybe share that you do in your own discipline mm. to help posture yourself yeah. for when you're worshiping, whether corporately or privately. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll speak just to both. Um, I think the greatest thing you can do first and foremost for posturing for corporate worship is to already step in to the church, to the physical building already burning <laughs> with, you know, just love for Jesus, you know? And so I think the best thing you can do to posture yourself 
in worship is come in having already done that in the morning. Wow. You know, prepare yourself that morning to worship God with these people, with these brothers and sisters. And then too, just, you know, when you're alone, I think it's just this, it's in the quiet, it's in the waiting, it's in the stillness that you really recognize that he is God. You are not. Yeah. It, it, it comes in that be still and know that I'm God. Mm. So I think it really just comes in kind of that quiet waiting, that quiet just listening and that kind of just lingering and just just waiting to sense just the presence of God and know he is in this place. And then I think once that, once you just start to really be aware that God, you are here, then I think in that place now you're prepared. Hmm. Your heart is ready to worship this King of Kings, you yeah. know, and, and, and just in freedom of, man, he has created you as a creative being and just being in that place of, Lord, you're here. What, what more could I want? You mm-hmm. know, I'm just worshiping you out of the abundance of how great you are. Yeah. And then just, you know, worship doesn't have to be singing. You know, some of the, some of the, some of the greatest worship is, can be without words. Mm. Just God knows every, everything on your heart, you know, before you speak it. So just be encouraged. If you're not a great singer, don't feel like you have to be to worship. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's really good. And, and, and I think um, one of the core things I take away from, from what you just said is, um, you know, that even idea of, being in worship before you enter in. Mm. Um, that's something I've never considered, you know, from that, that standpoint before. And that seems so simple. Uh, and I know that there's, there's chaos in the day and in the mornings and just trying to get to church. But, um, I think that it, that even just raises up a point of, um, you know, there's, there's 168 hours in the week. Mm-hmm. And if we're just offering up one in worship, um, we, we might not, um, become pros yeah. <laughs> at, uh, posturing our hearts yeah. in the right way. And, and that's not to say that, that, that I think we need to, we need to be for hours in worship before we come in or, or, or whatever, or even, you know, doing that every time. But, um, but if we were to get into the habit of spending more than an hour a week mm. in worship, um, spending more than an hour a week, just, um, you know, appreciating God for who he is and mm-hmm. for his grace and his mercies that are new every single morning. And, um, that he is a God who's merciful and gracious, that, that he's a God who is, you know, patient and, and faithful in his love and that he's forgiving and that he's just, just that all, all the things that he's done and doing that for more than, than one hour a week, yeah. right. Doing, doing that you know, 15 minutes a day. Yeah. And like you said, doesn't, doesn't have to be singing, but just, mm-hmm. you know, giving him thanks for who he is. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I love even about the Lord's prayer. I know we did an episode on the Lord's prayer, but like our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Yeah. Right. Just how it starts. It starts with praise and adoration and mm-hmm. posture yeah. of your name is holy. My name is not yeah. because of who you are and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and because of, um, the, 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 the work that you're doing, the, the plans that you have. So, yeah. And, and too, just in like, right. It's, I think what doing, what posturing your heart 
does, you know, it, it makes you a vessel for worship through the day. It prepares, it does a centering. There's this centering that I believe really truly happens when you kind of give yourself over to the Lord, almost as a consecration of, Lord, I want you to have this day. I want you to be honored in my life today. Yeah. You know, I worship you, Lord. I praise your name. Mm. And then it's just like there's this shift, I feel, on the inside that God really is preparing us, preparing our hearts just to be this vessel that carries the praise of his name yeah. just throughout the day. So, yep. you know, it doesn't take three hours in the morning. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some days it does. <laughs> but, you know, just be encouraged that God created you for worship. And it's a beautiful thing hmm. to just praise his name. And he gets so much out of it. But it's often pretty cool, too, yeah. when, you, when you're involved in the equation. Yeah. So we, we hope you found this helpful. Um, we hope that, that this conversation and, and the others on this podcast have been helpful to you in, in your discipleship journey. And, and we're going to continue the conversation, um, you know, with, with our next one. But uh, if there's anything that, that, you know, we can help you with or, or you want to unpack or, or talk about um, just in, in regards to the discipleship journey or, or maybe even just, you know, what, what is this whole thing about, right? What, what's it look like to reorient my life around Jesus and, and, and really surrender my life to him, um, even in an active posture there? Um, we'd love to have that conversation. Um, we, you can reach out to us at, at info at, at churchrefuge.com um, and, and someone will get in touch with you and we'll follow up. Um, but yeah, like I said, can't wait to, to continue what we're doing and we'll catch you next time.